the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors. About bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. The Exxon Radio Show is heard on radio broadcast affiliates worldwide, including AM 580 CFRA in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, WPUL AM 1590 in Daytona Beach, Florida, KOHI AM 1610 in St. Helens, Oregon, KHRO AM 1150 in El Paso, Texas. And for more information on becoming a professional broadcast affiliate of the Exxon Radio Show, visit www.xzbn.net or call toll-free worldwide 1-800-610-7035. The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. All Hit Radio To the X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I'm your host and your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the Exxon comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern, where right here, live and around the world, from the Exxon Studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, and our worldwide affiliates across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, Australia, Asia, Africa, 
and Europe. 1-800-610-7035 is toll-free worldwide. My email address is exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. And for all the latest news on the Paragators TV series that we're doing, www.paragators.org. Exxon Nation, my first guest tonight is Michael Largo. We're going to be talking to Michael about his new book, God's Lunatics, Lost Souls, False Prophets, Martyred Saints, Murderous Cults, Demonic Nuns, and Other Victims of Man's Eternal Search for the Divine. Now for Exonation from the Dawn of Civilization. Man has looked for the meaning of existence. The big questions like, where did we come from? How should we live? And where do we go when we die? Have always captured our imagination and attention. Each generation has been eager to see the desperate ways that divine forces might manifest and come to offer guidance, help, or even harm. The roads often uh, taken to find certain truths were varied, ranging from the ridiculous or horrific and strange to the sublime. God's Lunatics chronicles the lives of celebrated martyrs, mystics, wizards, shamans, cult leaders, founding fathers of utopian experiments, victims of demonic possession, and the originators of the New Age movement who dedicated their lives to seek answers and explain the unknown secrets of the universe. Now, Michael Largo is our special guest. Michael will be joining me in two minutes when we come back from this commercial break. Once again, you're not going to want to miss this hour, Exxon Nation. Michael Largo is my special guest. His new book, God's Lunatics, Lost Souls, False Prophets, Martyred Saints, Murderous Cults, Demonic Nuns, and Other Victims of Man's Eternal Search for the Divine. His website is www.michaellargo.com. That's www.michaellargo.com. And we'll be back in two minutes as the X-Zone starts for today, Tuesday, June the 22nd in the year 2010. And by the way, June the 22nd is the birthday of my daughter, Belinda. So, Belinda, if you're listening, happy birthday from Dad and Mom and Steph and Ryan and Amy and Carrie and Clint and all the grandchildren and, of course, Ryan. We'll be back in two minutes, once again, as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Also, another birthday, Rob Catlin in Toronto, Ontario, a good friend of the Exxon. He's been with us now for nearly, ah, let me see, well, nearly 20 years as a listener and as a fan. We'll be back in two. Don't go away. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forest Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. 
Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Michael Largo is my special guest. We're talking about Michael's new book, God's Lunatics, Lost Souls, False Prophets, Martyred Saints, Murderous Cults, uh, Demonic Nuns, and Other Victims of Man's Eternal Search for the Divine. Joining me now is Michael Largo. Michael, welcome back to the X-Zone. How has it been? Hey, thanks, Rob, for having me. Everything's everything's really great, thank, and thank, thanks for having me. A great song to lead into. I love that song. I thought that was appropriate, you know, and... and let me ask you this, Michael, before we start. Um, if you had one question to ask God or a deity, what would that one question be? Um, I'd say, tell us what's happening. You know, explain mm. it. Uh, so we all understand, you know, and not, and not have 3,000, 4,000 different religions where everyone has a different sense of what God is. Yeah, you know, that, that's God. basically the same question I'd ask. I'd ask, what is the truth? Right. And that, and that has been so many of the quests of, of different prophets and saints and mm-hmm. people that started religions. That, that's really, the, I guess, the, the primary question um, that, that plagued humanity or intrigued humanity from the beginning. You know, Rob, one of the things that I started with is, is imagine you, you know, our, our ancestors, say, mm-hmm. you know, 100,000 years ago or 50,000 years ago, the first Homo sapiens. And... Um, Living in a world of, uh, you know, no, no Twitter, you know, yeah. no Facebook, you can't Google anything, and you're out there in the middle of, of this uh, world that we lived in, uh, they lived in, and the question would be basically the same questions we have now. You know, where, how did, where do we come from? How should we live? Where do we go when mm-hmm. we die? You know, and that was the. I guess the thematic beginning of, of when I started to write this book. You know, well, what are those answers? W- would you say that's the origin of religion? I, you know, in my in my view, it is. You know, it's my other books, Final Exits, Portable Obituary. I, I you know I specialize in uh, thanatology, mm-hmm. which is kind of the study of death and how it affects society and culture psychologically. Um, so I, I approached it from that way. My belief is that I think the mystery of death and the shadow that mortality cast over life 
uh, from the very beginning, induced humanity to invent religion for itself. It had to have, we had to have an explanation. We, we tried to come up with an idea of why, what, what's going on. And religion was absolutely probably the first philosophical attempt to understand those questions. Um, as, as much fear as they had then, say our earliest ancestors, we still have today, regardless of the technology, to answer those questions. Um, in the meantime, many, many people and many different things stepped up to give us various answers, and that's the foundations of many of the things we still believe in today. Where do the prophets fit in into the rather turmoiled, uh, uh, tur- turmoiled origins of, of religion? Were they actually men of God? Were they philosophers? What were they? Well, I think the earliest, <clears throat> the earliest ones, uh, you know, stepped up and, and, and had some sort of revelation, or they believe they did, they heard something or had an idea. Uh, a lot of the, uh, what I found in a lot of the earliest religions, like even, even the Thals, um, you know, they're, they're discovering that they used uh, various hallucinogenics, um, herbs, and they were very much into that. So when they got to the, they believed that this other realm mm-hmm. was a place where they went to get answered. I mean, that's the root of animism, animism which, is, which is kind of like, you know, animism is, is like avatar. You know, every spirit is in everything. Yes. Uh, so that's our current view of that. But when someone stepped up and said they, they spoke to an angel um, and they spoke back, or God, they spoke back, I mean, nowadays we might, um, you know, offer that person some medication, but uh, back then uh, it was an answer. It seemed to be, uh, they said, let's go to this mountain, God told me to do so, or the deity told me to do so. Yeah. It seemed like a better answer than anyone else had. In, the, in your subtitle, by the way, I love the, uh, the title of your book, God's Lunatics, um, one of the one of the uh, sections are d- demonic nuns. Now, where do they fit into the whole picture? Well, I mean that, that's one of the uh, you know in in catalog. It's a, it's a God's Lunatics is a five hundred and fifty page set up like an encyclopedia of sorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't read that that way, but it, it just I try to capsulize all the various stories and different people that were affected about it. In the de- demonic nun section, I, I kind of investigated um, something that uh, Aud- Audelis Huxley had r- written about in uh, Devils of Loudon, um, where people believe that, um, you know, it was very fine line back then. If you, you, you could say that you had a revelation from God, some people sometimes people question that it could have been a demonic possession as well, right. and they looked for various signs and they had various clues. And in, in one, of the, one of the cases, I, I studied this um, convent that uh, they had believed been um, in France in, in the 1600s that was taken over with a sort of uh, sexual hysteria among all the, the nuns in the convent. And it, and it became a, uh, a, a massive um, investigation, and, and it was quite a, quite a roadshow afterwards where the nuns making tours after they were uh, exercised of their of their um, the demonic possession, and they blamed a handsome priest in the village for possessing them. Um, so th- those kinds of stories you'll find in God's Lunatics. Um, and, and this particular nun, um, you know, went around uh, making. Her name was uh, Jean de Angers. 
she was in uh, in, in Loudon in France in the 1600s, and and they made quite a quite of uh, quite a big deal about it, and they and they, and they um, you know the priest who was accused of this through various tests was was uh, burnt at the stake. I mean, you know, it's very uh, the history of this stuff is so colorful and interesting that. And everyone accepted this as true. I mean, almost 5,000 people came to witness the uh, exorcism of these nuns that were possessed by this demonic spirit of this, allegedly, of this priest. So that, mm. that's one of the examples of demonic nuns in uh, God's Lunatics. Um, what was your inspiration for writing God's Lunatics? Well, you know, it, it, uh, as I was mentioned, my other books, Final Exits, The History of How We Die, mm. and all of these other books about death, I mean, I, I, you know, working alone, going over numbers of counting how many uh, fatalities occurred for each generation, which was a way to try to help us avoid happening to us, accounting these, tallying these various numbers and columns. Um, religion became a aberration in the causes of death throughout history. Um, you know, the Crusades, uh, various, even in Greek and Roman times, various religious beliefs was a great cause of human fatality that would be outside of the norm of, say, accidents or epidemics, um, just by ideas and beliefs that they tried to make other people believe in, um, caused um, much suffering and, and much, um, much fatality. So that was the kind of, uh, in the catalogs of when I was studying the other areas of death, religious aberrations or religious causes by religious ideas. And, you know, and I just need to clarify that there's, you know, I, in the book there's a difference between spirituality and religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really focus on religion um, and the organizations, how they were formed, what they offer, what's their basic premise, you know, their afterlife beliefs, kind of, sort of like a, 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 a consumer's guide. You know, um, right. of, of what each one would offer and, and what you'd have to do to to be part of that. I have to ask you this, uh, since we're talking about God's Lunatics, uh, which is your latest book, what is your take on the apocalyptic prophecies uh, pertaining to December 21st, 2012? Yeah, well, that, you know, from my research of it, I mean, that stemmed from, you know, the Mayan calendar, of course. Mm-hmm. Um which was very interesting uh, calendar where they used the cycles of uh, Venus, you know, to make it uh, a calendar that was pretty accurate, and that's the day the um, calendar ends. So that's where that that germination of the original of that belief came from, um, where that date is 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 put put forth as a you know a day of, of the end. But some people are more optimistic, believing that that the uh, you know, the mind, that philosophy comes from the idea that, you know, there were ancient astronauts uh, uh, that came and, and helped the Mayan culture develop this calendar uh, by studying Venus. And the more optimistic among that group believes that that's the day when, you know, the uh, ancient astronauts will mm-hmm. return and give us another calendar to follow. So there's, there's an upside to that pop. You know, I personally, I think nothing's going to happen on that date besides, you know, everybody's going to be standing in awe and anticipation, and it's just going to be another Y2K. Uh, that's, that's exactly right, Rob. I believe that, yeah. too. Because it's been, you know, the study of a different apocalyptic predictions, yeah. uh, which I covered in God's Lunatics, happens all the time. 
I mean, people uh, had searched the Bible for mm-hmm. clues and numbers. Uh, they came, you know, even Isaac Newton went through the, uh, the scientist went through, the mathematician went through the Bible to, and made a prediction that it was, the world was going to end yeah. in, uh, in 1994. I mean, all different dates throughout. Uh, many religions used date 1914, uh, uh, 1918, and, you know, the Jehovah Witness and all of the um, various uh, rev- uh, revelation uh, religions there's a whole bunch of them still existing that happened in the 1840s they all had a root in there when a when a, uh, a farmer from upstate New York um, had decided that he had found the clue that the world was going to end um, in the 1840s and I mean this was mass hysteria among America I mean people were out on the hills uh, they were selling uh, bunkers safes with food supplies, um, and once it didn't happen, they predicted another date, and then another date, until finally people were just, you know, uh, they just made a prediction it will happen sometime in the future. Hey, Michael, stand by. You and I have to take our commercial break with the news at the bottom of the hour. Michael Largo is our special guest, and we're talking about Michael's new book, God's Lunatics. We'll be back on the other side as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if- Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors. About bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. X-Zone Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, and Star Cable. Our toll-free telephone number worldwide is 1-800-610-7035. Our email address, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. They don't get enough to leave from God. 
XO Nation, Michael Largo is my special guest this hour. His new book, God's Lunatics, Lost Souls, False Prophets, Martyred Saints, Murderous Cults, Demonic Nuns, and Other Victims of Man's Eternal Search for the Divine. His website is www.michaellargo.com. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-L-A-R-G-O.com. Michael, what were some of the most fascinating things that you were able to discover during your research for God's Lunatics? Well, I think well, the some of the um, the cults, um, you know, were just amazing that the mm-hmm. amount of people that they would uh, allow to, um, you know, that would follow this idea. I mean, uh, there was there's one cargo cult in. Which I some of this stuff is actually kind of funny in a way. I mean, there's a little irony in it. I mean, this is a, there was these uh, Native Americans and um, uh, not Native Americans. I'm sorry, they were in the South Pacific um, cargo cult. They were called, and um, they were um, they believed that they were isolated from the world in the beginning of the 1900s, um, and they believed that you know they started seeing these goods, you know, mm-hmm. manufactured goods washing up on shore, things they've never seen before, um, and Soon after, uh, during World War, after World War One, a American serviceman washed up on shore, and he had a uniform on, and um, the whole a whole religion formed around this guy who who said who fell in, who found out that they were worshiping this volcano, and he made himself a god, uh, and he said he was the Messiah that arrived that delivered all these goods, and his name was John Frum which is a short shortened from John from America. So they had a whole religious a religion a religious cult around this American soldier who washed up who took advantage of this uh, belief that these islanders had. Um, I thought that was a, you know is a pretty interesting idea how how um, a belief can can um, uh, propagate. Mm-hmm. There's also some other strange things like in like in India there's a, a temple um, the, the Karni Mata uh, is called the Temple of the Rats, which still exists today. Um, and it was, it was made from a, this god, Hindu goddess, Druga, who had uh, ten arms, she rode a tiger, uh, and, and could do all of these stuff. And, and there was a holy woman named uh, Karini, Karini Mata, um, who everyone believed she was the reincarnation of this god. Um, she didn't have ten arms, but she could poke a stick in the ground, and minutes later a fully grown shade tree would appear. And a temple was built in her honor, um, and, it, and it was built 600 years ago, and it still stands. But what's interesting about it is that it's still it's infested with rats. Uh, there's 10,000 or more rats at this in this temple, and the, and the rats are believed to be the, the reincarnated souls of previous current uh, Mata followers, and they're treated with reverence. So if someone ha- and, and if you happen to go there and step on a rat, uh, the dead rat must be placed with a gold one. And considering these creatures are everywhere, it's impossible not to. So the the temple monks, I, which I thought was just was amazing, they kind of count on these donations uh, to meet. Um, they have a usual unusual monita- uh, monastery expense. They have to have over 500 pounds of grain per month to feed mm-hmm. these rats. Otherwise. Um, you know, I kind of believe that uh, the the monks of this temple uh, wouldn't make it through the night. You know, at least not in human form, unless they had those donations for the grain. <laughs> Tell me, we were talking earlier about some of the prophets and some of the shamans uh, and their their use of a hallucinogenics. Now, I, I would imagine that one of the most colorful prophets in the Bible was Moses, who actually wrote the Book of Genesis. Um, 
was he under the influence of narcotics? Well, uh, I, you know, there's a number of studies that I came across that, that actually, uh, you know, believe that. Um, you know, there was a, there's a tree, there's a tree, uh, Arcadia, Arcadia tree that mm-hmm. grows there. Um, that um, there's some belief that, you know, this is what he had, um, had, had taken, you know, when he went up to the mountains uh, by himself, uh, not once but twice, you know, God uh, gave him a, a set of um, uh, laws written on, um, I believe, volcanic stones, because I, I studied the geology of that mountain, and I don't think he could have done it on any, any other stone. Well, I guess he could have if he was the God. But, um, and then he got it twice. So he used to, up in that area, it's still believed that there's, uh, you know, there's a tree there that, that has hallucinogenic uh, properties to it. And, um, and there's even some um, famous um, uh, archaeologists and uh, that believe that um, he, you know, the, you know, that his whole vision was created from from uh, an effect of an of a narcotic, you know, which would be a, a pretty um, mind blowing. Uh, thing if it was actually yeah. true. Just, just maybe that's where the burning bush got its name from. Yeah, I tell you. I mean, you know, when you, when you look at it from that, what I try to do, Robin, this is not, not as a researcher, not approach any of this, these documents, you know, take the assumption that none of them are divine and look at them as I would look at any other type of document. And when you look at the various experiences that are explained in the Bible according to Moses, and you put that particular factor that maybe there was an hallucinogenic involved with this. Uh, many of the things we would know now from what we know how that affects the mind seems pretty accurate. Burning bushes, uh, various other things, uh, you know, manna from heaven, all of these kind of big budget miracles um, that, that, were, that occurred in those days. You know? and, and now we kind of look for godly signs and you know, grilled grilled cheese sandwiches or uh, potato you know, chips, how bacon yeah. is formed on a plate, you know, or something like this. You know, so, uh, but how do we explain miracles like the Lady of Fatima, where these miracles and these events were actually witnessed by thousands and thousands of people? Yeah, you know, that, that's one of the, um, I have that in the book, too. And um, actually, as far as face healing goes, I mean, uh, Jesus is accredited with, I think, 42. Mm-hmm. Um, and the winner of all of, of all of the miracles performed is uh, the shrine at the, at the at Lords, um, and the interesting thing about that is they had you know supposedly had a, a you know a medical team um, you know examining all of the records of all of that, um, you know how how could this happen how could it how could it not? Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to be that some of some of them were. Miracles, and now we, you know, we may attribute that, you know, from a scientific point of view, um, you know, positive thinking or what. However, anyone would want to hear, uh, uh, you know, look at it. But there are there are a number of um, um, cases that more than seven thousand claimed healing after the visiting uh, the grotto at, at Lords, um, but officially only sixty seven. Uh, are recognized uh, by a group of non-denominational doctors and scientists that, who, who claim they examine X-rays and other medical data. Um, but you know what is you know a miracle? Um, 
the word itself uh, it applies, you know, it's from a Latin word, mm-hmm. miraculum, which kind of implies an unusual, though unwelcome, occurrence that is both marvelous and wonderful. Um, in the original Bible text, it was interchangeable for a word of a sign from God, and it, it basically is something that has an answer that we can't understand uh, what happened. But, you know, but now, I think nowadays it's harder to define a miracle. Um, you know, when I was writing this book, I remember that, uh, that doomed Air France jet that broke apart uh, in last year when it was en route from Brazil to Paris, killing uh, 228 people. But it was funny because, I mean, not funny, but it was one, one circumstance that, that this one guy was claiming that it was a miracle that he missed this flight, you know, all of the serendipitous mm-hmm. events. And then two weeks later, uh, he was killed in a car crash, you know, so I, I, it's, it's pretty hard to, um, I think, define a miracle um, in our times, uh, perhaps, as, as much as it, was. it seemed to be easier in the past. Everybody associates the soul with, with life after death. You know, t- people talk about reincarnation, where the soul returns and takes on a new body for another mission. What did your book, or what did you learn about the soul doing the research for your book? Well, when um, you mentioned reincarnation, um, as far as, as afterlife beliefs, that's the most popular. Uh, there are more people believe in that than in the heaven mm-hmm. idea uh, worldwide and throughout history. Um, it seemed to make, um, it's also answered that, um, that question, you know, which plagues us, I guess, is, is like I said in the beginning, the, the, that major question, what happens? You see a loved one die, what happens? Where do they go? You don't want them to leave. What happens to this consciousness we have? So it is a very comforting idea to believe that the soul returns. Um, but I think that um, I found in the book there were actually people who, who made experiments to try to find out if the soul really has any weight uh, or any, any life. And there were experiments done in the early 1900s um, that tried to put humans that were dying on a scale and measure if they had any body loss at the moment of death. Uh, and that's where we come with this uh, two grams, that the soul weighs two grams, um, because that was the amount of, of weight that was missing when the, when the body expired. Um, afterwards, however, when more accurate testing occurred, you know, we realized that the, the body does lo- lose weight from evaporation and, and other factors that are, that are caused when circulation slows down. Um, now there's some new tests being done with trying to use, uh, you know, the laws of thermodynamics yes. using, uh, you know, various radiation and things mm-hmm. to see if that's, that's actually being done. There's actual tests and research being done still, still trying to answer that question, is, the, is do we have a soul? Um, and, and I think that the whole argument that, and various experiments that I have in, in uh, God's Lunatics is really fascinating um, reading because it, it, it kind of makes us that question that we all have. Um, you know, where do we go? You know, what happens to us? You know, we want to, it's more comforting to believe that there is uh, an ability to return or uh, to go to a better place. So do you think religion was formed just to 
build something around the fact that we're here, we are we die, and it was a a necessity to to think of these ways that we would return and that there may be no validation for any aspect of religion? Well, it can't, you know, here's the thing about it, is that it can, nothing you can say about it can, can be proven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there, from a scientific point of view or just basic research, you know, all of the religions, basically their argument is that you need faith. If you don't have faith, which that kind of puts a damper on any further discussion about you know, the facts about it. Uh, religion had a very important, I believe, important part in early civilization. You know, it, it helps uh, societies co- cohere by replacing, you know, brute force with some divine laws that uh, try to, you know, corral or, uh, you know, make people follow an ethical point of view, even as, as maybe as ludicrous as some of them were. Um, you know, if we look at Greek mythology, I mean, there was no one, no one back in that time, or few maybe, who didn't believe that, say, uh, Athena was the protector of Athens. Uh, you know, I mean, it was mandatory that you go to all the celebrations. Now we look at the cast of Greek characters and say, you know, that seems a little ludicrous. Well, you know, uh, the funny part about Greek mythology is is that Christianity actually followed uh, Greek mythology very closely, and... As far as I understand, and in, in the studying that I've done, and the research that I've done into Christianity, Jesus Christ was actually modeled after Hercules. Yeah, I mean, so many of these earlier things we don't, we don't, you know, they're kind of brushed aside yeah. now. But you're absolutely correct, Rob, because when you look at this, even the transition from Roman times to Christianity, exactly, uh, the 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 day of you know Jesus was born was taken, you know, no one knew 300 years later at the Council of Nicaea when they made up the, you know, the various laws. Um, no one knew when he was born. No one remembered. Uh, so they picked, you know, uh, Emperor Constantine picked December 25th because that was the uh, celebration of uh, a sun god mm-hmm. and that everyone loved that holiday. He didn't want to lose that holiday. So they picked December 25th arbitrarily as, as the date of, of uh, you know, Jesus' supposed birth. Plus, you know, it was a great marketing ploy for the Christians to win over the pagans who celebrated the solstice just four days prior. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and all of it. I mean, you know... Uh, you know, I was I was raised. Mike, Catholic, I hate to so. I'm, I hate to do this, but I've got to take my commercial break. Okay. I, I've held it back as long as I could. Enjoy talking to you, Michael. Michael Largo is our special guest. God's Lunatics is the name of his book. I'd say the subtitle, but it would just take up the rest of this time. I've got to yap about. His website is www.michaellargo.com. That's www.michaellargo.com, and we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break. Here in the X-Zone from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Progressive presents Forced Metaphors. About bundling your home and auto. 
In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Well, I just got back from Roswell, where the aliens have been. And if you ask the feds the cause, well, they'll only lie again. Now I'm hunted by the gumshoes, and I'm wanted by the cops. Cause they think that I might be the guy making circles in the crops. And I know that there's a conspiracy from the voices in my head. Elvis lives, that's clear to me, it's McCartney who is dead. And if the Mars man should come again and take me, I will go. I will take a trip on their rocket ship. God bless the UFO. Give JFK this message, it's the Cuban army's fault. And I know that Dave Koresh is alive inside a vault. We've seen reports in papers of a guy who knows about a car that runs on chewing gum, but the Arabs rubbed him out. And we loudly warn that America is badly unprepared. When the Cold War grew, we need something new that can get you good and scared. You wonder just who warning you of conspiracies today. We're the ones who fill the rumor mill. We are the CIA. Welcome back, Exonation. Michael Largo is our special guest. He's the author of God's Lunatics, Lost Souls, False Prophets, Martyred Saints, Murderous Cults, Demonic Nuns, and Other Victims of Man's Eternal Search for the Divine. First of all, Michael, great having you with us. Congratulations on a super book. Um, here, we were talking briefly about reincarnation, Michael, and I'd like to ask you, what would you like to come back as the next time if you're reincarnated? Okay. Well, I guess, you know, if you, if you uh, lived, you know, if I was reincarnated in India, mm-hmm. uh, a cow would be great because, uh, you know, there's over... Uh, uh, two million cows roaming the countryside there that no one's allowed to uh, touch. Um, you know, and they even say, uh, you know, stepping in a cow pie is a is religious uh, omen. That's good luck. So I guess maybe a cow in India would be good. Um, I don't know. But, uh, you know, it's, I guess uh, some, someone or a, a human that would have even more wisdom and tell everybody, I mean, that's the thing. Why don't, you know, someone who's reincarnated, mm-hmm. you know, uh, come back and say, this is the deal. You know, this is what it is. Tell everybody, you know. You know, I, I've, I've had many people on the show that we've spoken to about past life regression. And right. They talk, you know what? I can't buy it. I yeah, really I, cannot buy it. Well, you know, there's, a, there's been studies on this where, um, uh, where they, they say that, you know, this one guy from, uh, his name will lose me, it's in the book, but his, his, he'd studied 40 years uh, theory of reincarnation, and he found, he went to, he found kids that said their memory is mm-hmm. good up to the age of four. 
and after that we lose the memory. Um, but reincarnation, uh, past life regression, um, they attribute it to that, you know, that gut feeling, that deja vu, yeah. deja vu, you know, that what we got, you know, we see that. Oh, I, I must have been some other past life, uh, or various preferences that one has. Um, so, you know, again, it can't be disproven, uh, and it can't be approved, you know, and, and, I, and I think of, um, you know, like the Dalai Lama, who's a reincarnated enlightened soul that returned. Yeah. Very, very uh, nice gentleman, says wonderful things. But, you know, I would like for him just to say, this is exactly what it's like. Exactly. You know, uh, hey, Michael, you know, we run out of time for tonight, but I'd love to have you back on in the near future to talk more about your new book, and congratulations. Michael Largo is our guest to this hour, ExoNation, www.michaellargo.com. And the name of the book that we've been talking about the last hour is God's Lunatics, Lost Souls, False Prophets, Martyred Saints, Murderous Cults, Den uh, Demonic Nuns, and Other Victims of Man's Eternal Search for the Divine. Michael, take care of yourself. Congratulations. Hey, thanks for having me, Rob. Exxon Nation, when I return on the other side of the news at six and a half minutes past, more of the Exxon from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors. About bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forest Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations.